It sounds like they don't have boundaries. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? So, so yeah. Because like, I, I think you're touching. I was something. like, but you say it sounds like they always should say yes, but I'm like, shouldn't an exceptional employee have time to say be allowed to say no? I need mm -hmm. my space. Boundaries. It's a good question. Healthy, Healthy boundaries. boundaries. Healthy. Healthy boundaries. Yeah, knowing when to like push and when to yeah. draw back. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. That's a great one. Healthy boundaries as an employee. Because I think Karen's bringing up a point, you know, someone who can say yes. Austin mentioned submission to authority. These are words <coughs> that pretty much afflict us from time to time. Not you, just some, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I think it'd be good for us to talk about that because what, what does healthy boundary look like in the context of, of the employer and employee? Mm -hmm. Okay. Does the word serving and servanthood apply when we talk about the workplace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do we serve and who are we serving in the workplace? The Lord. Well, while I go to work, I, this is a new thing that I realize. I will now have seen the workplace as somewhere where I want to succeed and I want my employer to succeed so that I can continue to succeed with them. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So if I'm not making money, he's not making money. If we're not doing good, without employees, he's probably not doing good employees. Yeah. So that, like, balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's all based on the rel like relationship. <coughs> yeah. So I think boundaries in one setting could be not healthy, and in other settings it could be healthy. Mm -hmm. True. But it's about the relationship you have with your employees and or employer. Yeah. Like if you have a little bit of dialogue with them, you can talk to them about like, like, hey, I can't do that. But actually have the, the friendship or the relationship to say, here's why. And that's why I said submitted to authority because at the end of the day, like he's your boss or she's your boss. Like you're working there. <clears throat> There's something healthy about like staying submitted to authority. Mm -hmm. I would probably add. Um, I don't think you would ever want to say no. I don't think you want to come out and just outright say no. I don't think that would ever look yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I think you would want to say, "I would love to help." Here's my situation, mm -hmm. and explain the situation and what do you recommend? Something mm -hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. You never want because let him be part of. That thing versus an outright no. Mm -hmm. uh, I have boundaries. No, I can't. Yeah. That, uh, there's a way it's to more get like there. A wall than a, yeah. yeah, there's a way to get there as far as if you want to remain <coughs> understood as a servant. Mm -hmm. How can I help? Yeah. Should always be how can I? Yeah. It's all how you communicate it. I think too. On another note, um, being a good employee is about doing what's right. I mean, that's also being a kingdom person, doing what's right all the time. So if you if you have a boss that's pretty unhealthy, which is very common, mm -hmm. he's asking you to do something that's not right. I mean, mm -hmm. I, mean again, I, I can't even speak on that because I've been in that situation. I, 
maybe you should quit your job. I don't know, but that's a hard place to be. <laughs> that's a hard boundary, healthy boundary to set when your boss asks you to do what you know is not right. Yeah. As far as treating people or treating yourself or, I mean, maybe in the corporate world, like treating people, you know. But yeah, I think that is another subject, but on the same branch. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I would imagine I'm very much aware of the reality of, of the workplace environment and how many times there are things <coughs> either asked of employees or expected from coworkers that would cross your conviction, okay? It would, it would cross your heart and conviction as to what would be uh, morally, ethical, and things of that nature. And I think those are, those are, those are that exists for sure. But by and large, by and large, you'll find in the workplace that there'll be far less encounter or experience like that. Um, far less encounter. But what you will find, or for example, <clears throat> Austin, have you ever not wanted to do something that I asked you to do? Never. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> or, or, or has anyone ever been asked to do something that they didn't want to do? Today. 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 <laughs> that, that, now that experience you're going to have, and you might have that quite frequently in the workplace. You know, what do you do when? your employer asks you to do something that you don't want to do. It's not an issue of ethic or moral conviction. It's, it's, it's really a task matter. What do you do? Check yourself. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Check yourself, man. <laughs> Put on gloves. <laughs> Put on gloves, is that what you said? I mean, I touched dirty laundry, so Because <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think, Davis, man, I think you're so right. I want I mean... Uh, see, I think there's just a, there's there's a tone, there's an attitude that 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 resides in someone who's who's already got the posture and the lens of honor that they're there to serve the employee or the employer as an employee and to serve the purpose of the company. Right? There's already a posture and a tone about your your attitude that is there to serve and there's honor on you. Right? So with that lens of honor and servanthood, when you get asked to do something and it's just not fun and not, just, just, just let that whole tone rise up, you know, this, this servanthood inside of you and do the thing that is required or asked and God will bless you. Mm -hmm. Now you, you can, you know, sure your reward is you've got your job. You still have your job because you did it. You have your wage. But I think there's a blessing when when we go beyond what is common. The second mom. I think there's such a blessing in that. I think you do it too with like like choose to do it with a good attitude. Yes. But I think like you can do it and that's fine. But like I think when you actually choose to do it even though you don't want to with a good attitude and with like kind of like Spirit of yes. Mm -hmm. Just 
It's like doing it until it's God, kind of the idea. Like, Yeah, your yeah. mind oh. I was just going to add to that, just saying that complacency in the workplace breeds contempt. And one, it just takes one person to complain about something and consistently complain about it long enough for everybody else to be like, yeah, this all, and then you're just working with a group of people that yeah. Yeah. don't really want to work there and just hate it. And then you get places like those McDonald's that we all know about that <laughs> every employee there looks like they want to kill themselves and it's like, you know, it's not good. It doesn't reflect a good business. The yeah. amount of times no offense to McDonald's, they have a bunch of real estate. Uh, co-workers. Uh, <laughs> in terms of their real estate. Like really? I think it's the same the other way too. I think like with the good attitude, like you could like you have the opportunity to learn things that like you closed off before. Mm-hmm. Like I always find like even if I don't want to say yes, especially like when my mom would ask me to do something, like she would always ask me like help clean the house, and I was like, oh, only not. I don't want to do it because you're asking me to do it. And <laughs> it was a long time. Right. <laughs> 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 I just found that like the door for me learning things about like why I like cleaning or like I don't know I just I did it out of one because I like got to learn how to love my mom better but also like learn new things about like cleaning and like hey I can do this but like I don't know you just like you open the door the door to learn more about like what you can do with that. I think it's really cool, and I think there's a lot of good things to saying yes, but I think that there's wisdom in, yeah. I don't know. Nick, the last thing I ask you, you know, it, one thing you can bless an employee, employer, mm-hmm. as much as anything, plus getting an advancement, in other words, grow within an organization. Uh, and I don't know, I've shared this story with some, but it's called, have you ever heard the monkey story? No. Okay. Well, when you, when you want something done, being an, an, an employer, the head of the company, or anybody else, and you delegate that, until you delegate that, you're carrying the monkey. Mm-hmm. The monkey's yours. And if it doesn't get done, you still got the monkey. Right. The only way to solve that is to take the monkey off of your back with, with a certain item or it, an issue and give it to another person yeah. who you delegated to. Then they have the monkey. Now, the key to that is that once they get the, the, the monkey, then the person who's delegated that needs to know it's going to get done because what will happen is the person who 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 delegated it or gave the monkey to somebody else that the person is going to come and ask the question uh, did you get this done mm-hmm. and they do that for a while and they do it less and less and less until they reach a point where you don't need to worry about it you know that person, when they get this item, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a great gift mm. yeah. to an employer or anybody delegating. 
anything, and it will get you promoted yeah. as much as anything you can name, mm -hmm. because people are looking for that. Mm -hmm. Very much looking for that. Mm -hmm. So that you, because what happens is, in an organization that doesn't have that, <clears throat> one person does it all, and you can't do it. Now this is one thing I've had to fight of getting older, that um, I, I don't carry the same level of, of being able to carry tasks out as I used to. And uh, so, but it, it's, a, it's a gift to, to think about that, man, you wanna, and, and, and so, and people notice that. Mm -hmm. And when they're looking for a raise or a, someone else to, to be the head waiter or the head, you know, whatever it may be, of anything, they will look for that person. And then that person needs to be creative without having to go with too many questions. But don't feel fear of asking questions. Right. Ask a question. Mm -hmm. Don't just, if you're not certain, ask them. Yeah. And that's okay. And the other thing, it's okay to make mistakes. Because you're trying things new, you don't know, and and it, that's okay. It's when you're not making those mistakes or when they when they're problems. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a great gift to an employer uh, or anybody that's delegating something. The other is is another thing of being sensitive, and I know this is an issue today. And it's changed since my day. I mean, when I went to work at, at, at Norman, we, I mean, we all wore suits and ties. Now that's changed, I understand. Yeah. Uh, uh, IBM, that's all they wore, big blue, you know. They, they wore the, the formal clothes. Well, that's, that's leveled its way down. But be aware of where you're going and where you're working. Mm -hmm. Uh, there may be a place where you can, you know, look ragged, <coughs> but that most places you gotta, because you're not, you're, you, you, you're interfacing with customers. Mm -hmm. You don't know who that customer's gonna be. They can be older, they can be uh, middle-aged, they can be younger, all types you're gonna interface with. And your employer needs to know that you're sensitive to that. So when you go and work in a place, watch what they wear. Ask. Mm -hmm. So that, and then do that. Because I walk in a place coming from my generation, and I notice that. Now, often you all don't notice that because you're starting at a different place. Mm -hmm. But remember, your customer could be more of me. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's not just young people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being aware of what that is and 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 grooming yourself that 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 it's acceptable by all groups mm -hmm. is very, very important. And that will get you uh, position, raises, all kinds of things mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So. In grooming and personal hygiene mm -hmm. matter.
People know that. And the younger generation tends to, that doesn't hit them the same way as, as it, you know, it, it did. But just bear in mind that your customer from all times. Yeah. Can I say something with that? I think Davis mentioned as well. It's just about presentation. And uh, I know Karen asked the question, you know, healthy boundaries like being able to say no. And it's funny because at Biltmore, I'm not technically supposed to say the words no. It's let me find a way that I can assist you. You know, let me let me do something to alleviate the problem. Um, and there's one thing that I've learned more about, especially working there, is presentation is 95% of people I work with. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Like the 5%, they're still hard workers. They show up, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I've seen, I've trained 45, 50 people uh, where I work, and I can tell if someone's going to be there for more than a week the first time I meet them. Honestly. Uh, walk up to me, and you'll see someone that, like, took the time to look good, look sharp, and that's the thing, it's, it's the halo effect. It's, mm -hmm. If you look yeah. really competent in one area, so you look really sharp, you look, all of a sudden you're going to look more intelligent, you're going to look more put together, you're going, the work you do seems more effective, seems the like mistakes you, you make seem, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, almost like a creative endeavor instead mm -hmm. of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. All because you just, you look competent. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's amazing. It's like the same way like getting a job. Like, if you show up to the interview looking your best, they're going to think you're going to be a job interview and like five minutes in a team. Some people clock through it's like, no effort here. Yeah. <laughs> you wear that every day. So Amanda, you, you've been through a series of interviews here lately. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. So and you've been offered a number of jobs. So so how does someone become proficient or at least excellent in the interview presentation that would garner the job offer over and over? Well, I've done a ton of research on how to interview well and so I typically uh, like research the people I'm interviewing with. And so like the lady I interviewed, the lady I talked to on the phone last night, she actually um, is from Scotland and um, she studied in Boston uh, for her like doctor. And so um, like I knew that about her. And um, so I researched who I'm interviewing with, uh, you know, and like, I mean, you just research like what to wear, you know, like what's in. And then, um, you know, just like super, I mean, be genuine, but just super positive, ask questions um, about the company, like specific questions, not just like, oh, what do you do? You know, and um, so how many patients do I see today? Do I have to do patient callbacks? Um, you know, uh, what does the relationship look like between, uh, you know, uh, PAs with other specialists? And um, are they, you know, so like, you ask like specific questions. And um, you, know, you shake everybody's hand, you look them in the eye, you smile, um, and just like and like you just go in with the mentality of like I'm just gonna do really well on this. Yeah. Like you just go in with like I'm gonna kill it, you know. Like I'm gonna Confidence. like you and like you go in with the mentality of like you want me a part of your team. 
Like, I may not know all this, but I will be an asset to your company, mm-hmm. and you want me a part of your team. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if you obviously don't want to work there, like, after, you know, you figure that out after a little bit, like, don't mislead them. But, you know, um, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, that's just, like, how I approach it. Yeah. Um, it's working. Yeah. It makes a difference. Oh, it, it's, you know, what, what's the difference between the one person who interviewed versus the next? And sometimes it's it's not the background <clears throat> or the resume. It's it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. Yeah. It's like if I don't know it, I'll learn it. You know, just yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. 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 And then talking about we talked earlier. I didn't say anything, but I think sometimes like with saying no or with um, with being asked to do something that you don't want to do. I think sometimes people just. Like, just go ahead and do it. Like, if you just, like, like you're, like, complaining about it longer, you know, like, you literally could have been done. Or just, like, or if you don't want to do it, like, just go ahead and do it. It gets done quicker, you know? And so I think just, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen people, like, take, like, tasks make for, take forever because they just didn't do it. Just, like, just go get it done and move on. Well, I'm just sad if you there's another rule to remember. Whatever you say around the water cooler, the yeah. coffee, where you get coffee, whatever you say to somebody mm-hmm. will get back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always remember that. Yeah. You did nothing confidential. It will get back. Yeah, and, and I think it's like we can change our environment like we can change our culture you know like we can walk into a room and like like we should be um we should be uh thermostats uh, not thermometers like we set the tone and so if there's a like if you're if you don't like your work environment like you have the ability to change that you know like you can speak life into people you can smile at them when they walk by you know like you know how can i help you you know like is something going on you know like like we you can we can set the tone and I think just like realizing that you have that ability, um, mm-hmm. and so I mean, I mean, you can affect a lot of people, um, and just just but but you have to see it, and then you have to like like sometimes I'm like, girl, you gotta check yourself, like get out of this funk, you know, like I have to like I have to like bring myself or like you know like get on to me, and so like you are affecting other people badly, like get it together, you know, and so um, I think that's just important, you know, like. You can make it awesome, and you can make it really crappy too. Um, but I mean, we spend so much. Like, you gotta work. Like, you might as well enjoy it. You know, yeah. like, you gotta be there anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zach, what were you saying? Oh, I was. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> too real. It, it came to me. I've interviewed for jobs I've really wanted, and I've interviewed for jobs that I really didn't want. And the jobs that I really wanted, it's shown that I really wanted those jobs in, like, how, how I'm, like, sitting and how I'm, like, just postured versus the jobs I really don't want, which, which is like a few, 
and it's just very noticeable at how how much effort I'm putting in in the interview right. to show my ability to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Your posture makes a difference. Marty, what what are some of the what are some of the things that you would say after all these years? I mean, what do you look for? I mean, you take people who don't even have any experience. But why would you do that? That's what I like. Um, <laughs> I love to see people with passion. Because um, I want to see that passion come to fruition. Because if they have a desire, there's they there's a way to teach them, and there's, if they have a desire, they're going to grow. If they don't have a desire, I, I, uh, or if they're very boastful or whatever, I really don't yeah. um, like much. I love to hire, um, <clears throat> I've hired in the past druggies, lesbians, all kinds of people, and I love them dearly, and the reason being, is because they have a desire to prove, they have a desire to learn, they have a passion for something. And it's my desire uh, to see to see them grow, to be a part of their life. Mm -hmm. um, so I will hire anybody because every single person I've heard even people in here say, you know, I can't do this, I can't, you know, I'm not. And we gotta realize who we are, we're all children of our Father that's given us all gifts. And those gifts that he's given us, he says if you exercise them, he's going to give you more gifts. And we are not limited to understanding. We're not limited to anything because we are his children. And I just love to hire anybody that really wants wants to work. That's teachable. Now, there have been... A few people have come to me and says, you know, I've got all this experience, and they're really, and they're really not, a lot of people aren't teachable because they get in the habit of doing things a certain way. And they think that's the only way. And I want to see people who will assess the situation, the total situation, and um, come up with a plan. Not just somebody who's used to doing certain things a certain way, and they and they do it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, sounds mm -hmm. like critical thinking. So that's what's good, right? It is, and we all have that ability. Yeah, and, and it's we limit ourselves many times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we should realize our limits. You know, there is no such thing as it's right. We have the mind of Christ. We allow, we allow Him to be part of us. Mm -hmm. <coughs> In terms of values that employers uh, consider important when they hire, and I've seen it play out in three industries. Uh, I've been in the oil industry, 
in the agriculture industry and in the biotech industry. So very ironically, I hired in agriculture, egg pickers, semen milkers. These are terms that are actually used. Then you go to the biotech PhDs. So what's in common between all these industries, all these employers, and all these employees? I'll say there's three things. And if you read Warren Buffett, one of the most successful leaders in the US, he will also talk about these three things. And if you're an employer and you're looking to hire somebody, <clears throat> and say you can only pick two of these three values, which one would you pick? If you're given the choice between work ethic, intelligence, and honesty. If you can only pick an employee, and you, and you can only pick two values, work ethic, honesty, intelligence, which one would you let go? Intelligence. Intelligence. Any other? What were the three? Pardon? What were the three? Work ethic, honesty, and intelligence. If you have to let, let one go, Nick, what did Nick say? Intelligence. Intelligence. Warren Buffett said the most destructive employee you can have is someone that's highly productive <coughs> uh, no it's highly productive and intelligent but lacks honesty the lawyers <laughs> no. No, the, the good thing you know, the good thing is those three values are values that God implanted in all of us as a seed to cultivate mm -hmm. and grow. We can all struggle with it, but you, if you pursue them, you will grow in them. But the one you should focus on mostly is honesty. Because as an employer, you can get grace over many things as long as you're honest. <coughs> This grace given, the opportunity is still open, the door is not shut. But if you sacrifice honesty, something will happen. There will be an implication to that. Does the honesty and ownership go hand? Hand in hand. Hmm. Honesty, uh, ownership of your function or your duties? Yeah. Or, or you're talking ownership of a company or something? Ownership is like, I made this mistake. There you go. You get Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are very closely related. Okay. Instead of passing the buck, you go to the employer and say, I made a mistake here. Yeah. Something, something didn't go right. right. Now, a good employer cannot but help you. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's in his or her heart yeah. to be kind and helpful. 
if you hide it, if you blame it, if you're not upfront, if you don't own it, <coughs> that creates uncertainty. That's awesome. I think it's important to realize, like, being honest sometimes is really hard. Like, because in my profession, like, I am quizzed, uh, you know, and so if I, if I did not ask something or did not do something, I have to, you know, I, I have the opportunity to lie, but I have to be like, ask that question you know you feel like a failure because you're like I am not meeting the expectation that I want it you know or you know so it's I think it's just important or you know and I'll be like I did not ask that question you know it like hurts to like say or like I did not do that part of the physical exam and then but then I'll just be like I'll go back and ask them I'll go back and do it you know but like I'll you know I think it's important just to realize like sometimes it's really hard because you feel like a failure um and those of you who want to like really perform feelings like Epic, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Humility draws people to you, though. It really does. It it's really good. does. We're so afraid of it, but it just draws people Track. to you to what make does. them want to help. Humility. Why? I was going to answer the question. Why? Yes. No, I just wanted to know what you think. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it has to go with integrity and um, honesty, you know, they kind of go together. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's just like with so many of us, you know, the things in our own lives that we don't want anybody to really know, we try to hide all this stuff. But the, the truth is when we are transparent and we're honest that we made a mistake or whatever we did, it just works. I mean, God is into humility. That's yeah. all I can say. And yeah. and you're drawn to a person that's humble. Because yeah. that's human. It's yeah. not like yeah. I'm that's a robot. Right. Or right. That's right. Unless there's tremendous pride in my life and arrogance, I'm just going to be drawn to somebody yeah. that has that humility. Totally. I want to say something, too. We've been talking about hiring, but I just wanted to say, you know, when there comes a time that you're getting ready to leave a job, do everything you can to lead in good terms. That is just so critically important um, for you as well as your employer. And um, the question came up, what to do if your boundaries are being violated. And so a lot of times there can be turmoil and there's things going on at the job that just grate on you and you maybe there is a lack of integrity there. <coughs> Don't act rashly. <coughs> Don't just act and leave. The process, you know, with yeah. God, and you will come to a sense of peace in your own heart that, okay, I don't need to be here any longer, but I will leave gracefully. Mm -hmm. Very important. In my, in my experience throughout a throughout these short years I've been alive. <laughs> is is that, that leaving is very few leave well. Yeah. Very few leave well. They stop before the, the last day, you know, still yeah. committed. Check out. Or in the two weeks. But there's some suffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Everyone will suffer if you don't put in your two weeks. Put in your two weeks. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
Well, and I think there's a blessing in leaving well. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I left my last job well, and, like, halfway through World Race, they're like, hey, are you coming back to work for us? You know, mm-hmm. when do you want to start? You know, and now they're letting me set my own schedule. You know, and, like, my granddad taught me, like, you can never have too many friends. Like, mm-hmm. like don't burn bridges ever. Yeah, right. Like, if you can help it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's just, it's just good. It's just, like, the better way to live. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I, like, go back and, like, Okay, you know, like I gotta stop. I gotta get to work. You know, like and so, like to, like always leave well, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and another one is being likable. Mm-hmm. You know, people you, the ones you like, you help. Mm-hmm. And people wonder why John here does well, and Bill over here doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's because they like. Or not like, and you grant grace to those you like, mm-hmm. and and that is so real. If they don't like you, they'll find every way to come up with a, yeah. <laughs> something negative. To yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. 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 The thing that can be frustrating is that sometimes being liked doesn't equate to doing the right thing in a work environment, mm-hmm. and. That can be hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to go about that, but <laughs> don't have the answer for that. That's such a good point, isn't it? Could you we say don't want to be liked. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Being liked doesn't always equate to doing the right thing. Like, you can do everything mm-hmm. the right way, um, but not be liked for it sure. because it's either people. I don't know. There's a lot of situations um, where that can happen. Yeah. Okay. Davis said something. I thought that was more. You, you want to be liked for doing the right thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, just keep doing the right thing. But I think it's different being liked and likable. Mm-hmm. And you want to always try to make yourself likable. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes back to countenance you bring with you. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's why. You know, on the Tuesdays, you know, we talk so much about the inner man. Mm-hmm. The because what's in inside will eventually make its way out. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be likable, you know, part of it, you just got to deal with what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Because it's not right. It's not fair to project your what's going on in you to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Not to project that. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> I'd say along with that, like, be approachable and be willing to receive feedback. Um, like if I go to work with like an RBF on, like and no one wants to come around me and talk to me or to like give me feedback, then like that's not going to bode well for going with my employer. Mm-hmm. But if like my employer can come up and say to me like, hey, like I saw you do that, that's okay. But like next time let's do it this way, and I say, oh, okay, you're right. Instead of being like, well, I did that because you know get defensive. Like working with <laughs> someone that justifies is like the hardest thing on the planet. You know, if you want to work with people that are able to say, ah, you know what, you're right, like, I need to do that differently next time. That doesn't mean they can't push back and say, like, yeah, I hear you, but, like, I, I was doing it this way, and like, oh, okay, you know, like, there's, I mean, there's not room for that, but you want your posture to be one of being able to receive, you know. Um, yeah, and then along with that, like, reliability is huge, like, especially for our generation and down, like, we got to be people that, if we say we're going to do something, we do it, you know, if I trust you with something and I say, hey, is it going to be done by this day? And you say, oh, yeah, for sure. 
it needs to be done by that day. You know? Just the monkey. Just the monkey. Because exactly. <laughs> as an employer, I don't want to have to check in on you 11 times to make sure it got done. I want to make sure, I want it to be done. Because we'll do I have to check in on you. I was just young. No, and I'll just say, so like, building that reliability factor where like people can count on you. Um, like, and I think like Nathaniel, I know I can count on Nathaniel. And so like, he's somebody that I want to work because like, if not, it's gonna be more work for me, you know? But if it's more work for me to have you around, yeah, dang good, you know? So like, being reliable enough to make life easier for your, for your employer. And, and going back to the feedback comment, like, if, if you notice yourself struggling with something, ask, like, hey, how did I do today? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. In terms of culture, sometimes you, sometimes we have to accept lessons that maybe we didn't like. <laughs> or someone has to speak into your life, something that you kind of missed. Just an example, you know, I had uh, probably 15 years ago, the company I was working for, we had just bought a processing plant. So I was given the task to go in and program the logistics of the business. And we were working midnight, you know, day after day to get it done. There's quite a few people in this room that, like me, that will have this trait of achiever. You can take the strength finder that may come up in your top five, which is a benefit, but there's also another side to the achiever side. And if you don't have someone speaking into your life, that can actually become a destructive uh, force. So the, the guy that I reported to, you know, he came one day and said, Lee, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? And he said, you're stepping on people's toes. I was kind of clueless, <laughs> totally ignorant. And he said, you know, you have this project that's our most important project right now. But every time when you run to the copy machine, you go first in line. I said, well, it's an important job. <laughs> and, and he said, well, look at all of these other secretaries, accountants, you know, they, they do their thing and without them, it wouldn't function either. So I was totally clueless, just focusing on achieving. So I'm just saying that look for supervisors in your life uh, or colleagues that you can trust and also knows that they have your best interest to the point they call out at times, hey, you're stepping on somebody, <laughs> because in the long run that will drive the culture down and destroy the team. Yeah. I was thinking about how you always say, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then just Davis saying, coming from the inside out, it just reminded me of how foundational that is in the workplace. If you know how to take care of yourself inside, yeah. take care of your home, have your home in order, even your bed. Mm -hmm. Military people are 
are so hireable because they know how to take care of things. Christians should be even more so. We know how to take care of ourselves, make our bed, keep our house in order. Just overpower everyone in the workplace while loving them and coming underneath them to lift them up. We should be like the ultimate employees because we flow from the inside out. Because how we do our, how we do things in our alone time and in our house and in our neighborhood is how we're going to do things at work. That's and true. our boss is going to just be mm-hmm. like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It just feels good to be a good employer, you know? Yeah. Like, just. Definitely. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It is a great feeling. Yeah. Our employee. Employee. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. So I've noticed a connection with like somebody said like something about um, <coughs> you mentioned humility and honesty and I was thinking about how connected that is with your ability to I guess um, be integrated like with, with what Ryan was saying like um, you're not compartmentalizing your life into work and family like I've I sometimes think about that because I've seen men in my life, I mean, not necessarily related to me, but just like they compartmentalize work. And then as soon as they're done with work, they go home and it's a completely different person. And it's like you start to destroy your inner man when you do that because you're not living integrate. You're not the same throughout. You don't, you're not consistent. So like owning up to your mistakes gives you like a footing to trying to form my words gives you like a footing to take a step up to the next place that you want to progress yes we're talking about growing in a, in a company or in a business mm-hmm. like it's a big thing yeah. when you say oh I made this mistake first of all that's where you can learn that's also where you can improve mm-hmm. so you're gaining a new skill and you're refining the skills you already do have right. so awesome. yeah that's good that's awesome yeah. Uh, another thought I had, just as, as we round up here, um, how many of you know the word capacity? Mm-hmm. Capacity. Um, how many of you feel like you know your capacity? I think I do. How many of you feel like you feel like you've got a, you've got a good capacity? Not sure where it is, but I feel good about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I was going to say yes. <laughs> Do you know what I know about capacity? I know that most people don't know much about their capacity. What, is, yeah. what do you mean by capacity? Their, their, their abilities. Oh, okay. Their, their potentials. <laughs> their bandwidth. I use that word all the time. Their bandwidth. Some people have a large capacity. They, they've got so much capacity, they can handle things. They handle many things. You know, I used to, under the heading of the monkey and delegation, this may sound funny, but I'd look for the person who had many things, who might look like the most busy person. Because if I could give them a task... They'll get it done, and they'll get it done real fast because it's one of many, and they've got other things to get on to. <laughs> Sounds silly, but it's very productive. You can get the job done. 
I look for capacity because capacity is an impressive thing to me. The thing about capacity is, is most people don't know much about their capacity. Can I tell you how you're going to find out about your capacity? It's going to hurt. And it's going to feel like push or pull or stretch. And, and how do you grow your capacity? With a little push, maybe a lot of pull, and a whole lot of stretch. So you are just on the brink of growth when you start feeling the stretch. And you start feeling the push or the pull. So why would we be resistant or afraid with issues that stretch us or that push and pull on us? Because your, compa your capacity is increasing. Do you, know, do you know, I can't grow my muscle without a little bit of strain and even tear, right? Or, or, or do you know that, how many of you know, how many of you know what it's like to run a marathon? So no. I want to. Me neither. But I'm here. I'm here. If you want to know what it's like to run a marathon, well, then you got to start running. And then, right? Anyways, moving on to other topics I'm more familiar with. The thing is, the thing is, 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 uh, I had a, I had a, a a real wise person in my life, like a father in the faith to me. He used to say to me, he'd say, son, don't tell me your max or your, your lid or your capacity. Don't tell me. He said, I'm going to tell you. Give me a season. I'll be the one to let you know when you've reached some capacity or some max. And I thought to myself, because I remember going to him, because, you know, I kept getting everything. It was like, it was like, he was just, you know where I learned the principle about how to delegate to someone who's busy? Because he did it to me. <laughs> he did it to me. Anyways, he just he kept giving me things. He kept giving me things. And I kept, and I, I, started. I finally said to him, you know, you know, how, how much, how much you give me, how much do you, I don't know if I could do this. He said, Nick, I'll let you know when you've reached the max. He said, in this season of your life, it's all about stretch. Because mm -hmm. you'll never know what you are capable of in your capacity until you let yourself be stretched. Mm -hmm. Most people fear the edge, mm -hmm. so they don't ever go anywhere near the possibilities mm -hmm. in life. And so I guess I want to say this, as, as quality for employees, guys, don't be afraid of the stretch, the push, and the pull. Let's, let's grow ourselves in our capacity. I mean, you are bigger than you would probably give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. But you might not ever know until you get pushed, pulled, or stretched. Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid of it. Don't resist it. Don't resent it. Give yourself the room. Allow yourself the right to become. And a lot of times that right looks like discomfort. Strain. It can be painful. It can be painful. So just, just on that qualities of just exceptional employees, keep growing.